This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to the awful and awesome entertainment rap. Hello, hello and you're listening to the awful and awesome entertainment rap with me, Dipanjana Pal and Rajeshi Sen. We're back with movies, books, online revolutions, media takedowns. It is amazing all the stuff that's happening in the world of pop culture and are you not relieved? that you have Rajeshri and me to take you through this labyrinth before we get into me talking any more crap let's get into business here we go when i say the word haram khor hmm. what comes to mind a lot of people i know come to mind but <laughs> <laughs> but so happy <laughs> i'm so happy with my joke but uh, nawazuddin right come. now nawazuddin yeah. right he does come to mind i have to say so nawazuddin siddiqui has this amazing ability to make truly sleazy horrific human beings just hypnotically watchable and i feel a little endearing i do that just other keep that... in mind you're saying this right now about a serial pedophile yeah but he was a serial killer in uh, this thing in badlapur then in and in raman raghav yes. raman whichever raman raghav raman raghav 2.0 raman raghav 2.0 there's something about the way he plays the character which is almost more than enduring it's a, it's entertaining so you tend to like you don't get totally grossed out by the character which i think is a charm because they're such horrible characters exactly and especially so in haram khor he plays a teacher called sham mm. techand uh, who works and who, who basically lives in this little north indian yeah. town and uh, he is essentially a sexual predator mm. right and he's married he's married mm. he runs a tuition class like all teachers and this tuition class has a group of children of different ages again like most mm. tuition classes particularly in small towns now there are three characters within this group that the film kind of focuses on one is a little girl called sandhya a little girl who as sham's wife says looks older than she actually hmm. is shweta tripathi plays sandhya and then there are two boys little boys kamal and mintu played hmm. by mohammad samad and irfan khan okay. not the hmm. irfan khan hmm. but obviously a chintu version of him um i say chintu version because these two boys are brilliant hmm. you really don't think they're acting and these of these two boys kamal has a crush on sandhya so he's just constantly following her huh. around sandhya has a crush on sham yeah and initially when the movie starts you don't realize that they've actually already got a relationship going mm. and that i think was actually one of the cleverest parts of the film mm. because had we kind of seen how he yeah that might have been a little icky it it's here than anyway here than it already is trigger warnings and how when you actually see a hmm. sexual predator at work in this case he's already done the snaring in that yeah. sense um but in the middle of this crazy uh, toxic erotica that's going hmm. on there's also this childish joy at finding a luna motorcycle that he can fix hmm. you know um at uh at little things and those other 
those are the details that Nawazuddin Siddiqui is able to bring into these horrible characters yeah. that makes you feel like, oh, Yeah, that's what. He's not that's always that. one little, like, I don't know how much is because of the scripting, but also the way he shows that emotion is just fabulous. There's this one scene where he's furious uh, for reasons that I will not disclose mm. because it is a twist in the yeah. tale. He's furious at somebody else whom he cannot lash out at. Hmm. So he just beats the crap out of these three girls for no reason. Hmm. He's the teacher, mind yeah. you. And what does the principal turn around and say? I don't know why you got so upset, but little less you should have hit, no? Huh. Which is usually it's, the reaction so, in a government So Haram Khor is made by a first-time director, Shlok Sharma. Hmm. Um, and I think this is, uh, this is an extraordinarily assured... Um, film film um it is very disturbing it is very good acting from everyone involved which really goes to show how good um a director shlok sharma is because let's say Nawa- i don't think you need to have great talent to direct nawazuddin siddiqui mm. after all he's also done salman khan films beautifully yeah. but uh, but even in bajrangi bhaijan his character was the one which you looked forward to because yeah. he was so good. I don't think he's capable of doing a bad job or being forgettable in a film. No, which is what I find also impressive because when you look at Nawazuddin, he looks anything other than a star. What we think <laughs> of a star should look like. But he's in the... All the big actors also have realized his uh, charm as an actor. Yeah, He raises the performance yeah. of everybody in that script yeah. in that scene so even if he's with an atrocious actor like, like salman, salman khan it becomes enjoyable he no, that's brings what I'm and he's when... a generous actor so so you recommend that everyone I should highly recommend haram Khor. okay it's one of those little films so i don't see it lasting beyond yeah, this and week. which is why they put it at uh, timings of 5 p.m and in Delhi. 2 p.m and yeah. 12 because only unemployed people should be able to watch this. The one. good part is that despite this, it's already made more than a crore in the box office, which for a little film like yeah. this is a good, good uh, return. Speaking of people who do have the looks to be mm. movie stars. Yes. Let us talk about Aditya Roy Kapoor. So I did not watch OK Janu, but I did see them promoted on Big Boss. And it made me feel sad for Aditya Roy Kapoor because he had to laugh at things which I don't think he was finding funny. No, no, no. Please don't feel sad for him. He is rubbish in this film. So he needs to compensate. Because I saw two shows actually. I don't care. I saw the whole film. He was horrible. And Shraddha Kapoor? Very insipid. So OK Janu is not an original film. Hmm. Um, It's a remake of Mani Ratnam's OK Kadal Kanmani. Which Mani Ratnam's only made this film, right? This is directed by Shad Ali. Mani Ratnam's OK Kadal Kanmani starred Dulker, who's Hmm. lovely as well, uh, and Nitya Menon, also lovely, but two regular lovely looking people, right? Like they are the kind of people that you would see on the streets. Uh, and they are both extremely good actors. So you believed the relationship, even mm. though there were tons of um, inconsistencies that Which Bombay like, doesn't uh, exist. Yeah. Uh, neither I want a landlord like that, by the way. You know, things like mm. that. Um, those houses don't exist. Work doesn't quite function that way. Neither do relationships. And guess what? Who's the person who's told to, cho- you know, who's 
asked the question of will you choose your job or your love the girl the girl no one po- posits that question to yeah. the guy now okay janu is a short by short remake like literally hmm, they haven't changed they have there is no but tell me that's like sathya also sathya he didn't change anything uh no but sathya felt like a much more okay uh, you're saying it was film. a better yeah it didn't feel like a remake one hmm. and also sathya fundamentally rani mukherjee and vivek oberoi no, no, were sathya much was much excellent. better it's an excellent film i'm just saying that short yeah. by short thing yeah. that he does but in this case the short by short thing has only exposed what a weak story it was it actually is mm. you know Okay there's a new film trailer that is out which actually looks like it maybe worth a watch indeed it's called the gazi attack bharat pakistan ne ab tak char jange ladi lekin log shayad hi ye jante hain ki in sab ke alawa ek ladai aur ladi gayi thi sabse alag samandar ke niche इस पाकिस्तान में बादियों पर हमारी पकड़ कमजोर नहीं पड़नी चाहिए मगर सलमान खान एंड नाउ द गाजी अटैक वॉट आई फाइंड इंटरेस्टिंग सो इट स्टार्स राना डागो बट्टी के के मैन Atul Kulkarni, Tapsi Pannu, Om Puri in a Om little role. Om Puri, uh, this may be one of the last films. I suspect I think it's that, one of yeah. his last releases, and it's directed by a debutant director called Sankal Pradi. So yeah. there's a Telugu version and there's a Hindi oh. version as well. Very strangely, the Hindi version is called the Gazi Attack. Telugu, it's only Gazi. because they are a language. They're a minimalist of, yeah. culture. <laughs> yeah. So according to the filmmakers which i don't know if it's accurate or not this is the first film hindi film indian film shot on a sub it's a submarine based film let's put it like that lies it's, lies my I lord i know it because don't trust these back filmmakers. in 1977 manmohan desai had a full submarine chase in parvarish i'll have you know बिलो or the whole film the whole actually film you can see the whole film watch the whole film it's two Please and a half hours of your life only listen it amitabh is amitabh bachchan is in the film amitabh bachchan and vinod shami kapoor yeah neetu singh shabana azmi kader khan there is khan, more tom alter but it's the first film after 39 years made on earth also it may be the first film that is entirely inside a submarine no, though there are bits outside they're walking in yeah. corridors no, and all no they're, they're lying 
but um but, but regardless since 1977 yeah. it has it, not been tried to the best of my knowledge yeah. but it looks interesting for sure it's about a naval attack that was undertaken which was a classified naval attack by india against uh this was in 1971 during yeah. the 1971 war there was apparently um a pakistani plan to mm. attack the ins vikrant yeah uh which was you know uh, our celebrated warship and uh, there was a classified mission to obviously not let that happen that involved the INS Rajput which is where this story should be set if it yeah. is anywhere close to history but um, essentially what the facts are is that on the night of December 3rd and 4th mm. the Pakistani submarine Ghazi which was previously known as the Diablo it was a US mm. submarine um the ghazi exploded yeah. and the pakistanis say that there was a internal explosion or it mm. came against some mines underwater mines that were near vizag which is where the um ghazi was the indians say that we destroyed it yeah. so i'm guessing we are going with the indian version mm. in this uh it looks really slick it looks very slick the actors are excellent so that's another thing which gives you hope also but karan johar yes has produced this film and i think that is uh, quite commendable that karan johar and these other production houses do produce slightly different cinema now where there's no like i'm assuming tapsi pannu won't be singing in the she might a but know. more to the point uh, i genuinely think that a film like the ghazi attack or ghazi however you see mm-hmm. it I don't think this is actually an experiment. This is the stuff of blockbusters abroad. Yeah. We've not been able to do this stuff in the past because we haven't been able to put that kind of money into it. We didn't have the technical capacity, we didn't have the CGI abilities to be able to do this. So think of movies like the submarine um adventure film is almost a genre in and of itself in hollywood no no i agree i'm just saying that i find it impressive at the end of the day rana dagubati might be a big star in the south but to have a hindi film helmed by him and produced by uh, karan johar is impressive because normally they would like if a shahrukh khan is acting in this film or something they'll put in shahrukh khan yeah. can be acting in any film they'll put in money because they feel that it will run basically yeah but It's looking very promising. It's releasing on 17th Feb. So we'll we will find out. Yes. Have you been missing Arnab Goswami? I always miss Arnab Goswami. That's why I watch that Twitter feed of Republics with horror. But for those of you who are missing Arnab, the good news is that this week he is returning to the screen, except it is the large screen. Yeah. In And a film called Coffee with D. Welcome and good evening to one on one with me Arnab Ghosh. I'd like to introduce you to the man, the myth and the most wanted outlaw of the world, D. Chaliye aaj maine aapko interview de hi diya. Aaj aap interview de nahi rahe hain, main le raha hu. Now, I don't know what I love more about this film, the fact that it has a uh, music by somebody called Superbia. Don't make fun. Would I make fun? <laughs> Lies it is. I'm a very polite person. <laughs> Um yeah so there's music by Superbia uh it's directed by Vishal Mishra and it offers it actually does offer a critique 
it seems yeah of journalism people in journalism will do any kind of yeah. crap to get ratings and so the film stars sunil grover who is if you all don't know who he is he was the character guthi in uh, comedy nights with kapil the original one and now on kapil sharma show he has not been able to be guthi because colors basically screwed him over and said you can't do take the same character to the next show colors owns the character but he's one of the cast of the kapil sharma show hmm. he is a comedian and uh, he's not bad honestly it's just that some of the skits on uh, kapil sharma show are so bad you can be the best comedian in town you're like oh my god what are they saying but it's impressive that he has a film where he is the star the kapil sharma show did not allow him to promote his film on the show which is slightly sad going by the trash films that are promoted yeah. on uh, and kapil the trash sharma. films that he starred in yeah which kapil sharma has starred in but in this film coffee with d uh sunil grover plays a journalist called arnab yes and he screams and shouts yes. and it the promo is actually has one funny bit where he keeps asking a guest give me the answer but he refuses to let the guest give the answer till the guest says but you're not letting me answer and which was reminiscent of better times on times now now here's the thing apparently the film has received threats from the underworld yeah because the d in coffee with d is dawood ibrahim does the underworld have nothing to do with its time it comes to mind that coffee with d is not just actually taking on ornob mm. with its title it is taking on mr karan johar as well Yes, who's an unsuitable boy as we have found out. I've got to say there's nothing unsuitable about him in this book. Like he's a very suitable person. Yeah, and he's so there's this new book which is out which we sort of discussed last time. We ex- discussed an aspect of it last time. It's called An Unsuitable Boy and it's uh, written with Poonam Saxena. Who is with Hindustan Times? Yeah, who's with Hindustan Times and has been an editor with them. For, for years for years decades ever, actually. actually and uh the book like it's a big deal the book because it's karan johar he's got a certain self deprecating humor yes. which is strange to see from a director producer you see it in a salman and a sharukh and all but he is one of the few director or first director producers who is of the same caliber in celebrity as the stars of his film absolutely and it's a big deal that he was going to come out and write this book and talk about the inner workings of his heart and mind look let's be loins. fair everybody just wanted to know two things is he gay is he gay and has he had an affair with sharukh khan yeah that was basically and all anyone wanted not? yeah are they friends or not yeah. so we find out the answer to the first it's very clear so when you read the extracts which had come out it seemed like he was skirting the issue but when you read the book he very clearly says my sexual orientation is considered criminal in this country yeah my uh sexual orientation would get me in trouble in this country so obviously he's not straight because that is not criminal in this country not so, yet not yet but soon he also speaks about his uh little tiff with kajol in rather veiled terms yeah but he's at least been frank enough to say that i don't speak to her at all and that he doesn't very upset yeah, with and her. he said i would not go out of my way to help her ever so he's very honest on a number of accounts 
like saying that you know he's very upset with kajol uh, like about the Karina Kapoor fallout. About the Karina Kapoor fallout as well, indeed. Uh, and even about the Shah Rukh thing, that even though I wasn't talking to him, there was a time when I wasn't. We weren't in touch, and he says that he made it worse because he called Shah Rukh's manager and asked, "Is yeah. he free?" Yeah. And uh, he said, "But I was in touch with his wife and his children, and I used to go over." So there is a certain level of honesty which you don't see in other stars. At least, will not say that we are all friends. We are like best friends and all. But it feels a little bit. It like uh, reading his diary rather than reading a proper book, but not a proper diary. Also, kuch kuch hota hai got threats from the underworld. Yeah, so there that is something which even I found uh, like which you discover, which it has never been spoken about. And he says how Shah Rukh and the cast, everyone went to the police station and they said that we are not going to like not release this film. And how Shah Rukh and he stood and welcomed everyone in but then he had to go and sit in a yeah. room and he couldn't see his own premiere and the next day he had to leave for London and stayed there for a month because mm. there were threats about on his life so but that is the only revelation uh, you tend to forget that his father's production company was middling to bad in terms of its returns and also and this is something that he does point out in the book which I thought was quite interesting that back in the day when his father was producing films and even when they made the first couple of dharma production films like yeah. uh, kuch kuch hota hai like his ones uh, the the finances were very different they were done mm. very differently they put their own houses at mortgage because they couldn't get money from banks it wasn't a yeah. formalized industry right so there was a lot more personal investment literally yeah. into a movie when a movie didn't do well you were actually directly affected as a producer also the other thing i learned was anil lambani's connection with the i family. had no idea they were I that had close no, yeah so he does talk about how anil lambani is the person who was there at the hospital when his father was and taking who organized into, the who funeral. organized everything and who his father who yash johar had left that last set of instructions was yeah. left with anil ambani now we don't know about this has never been mentioned we yeah. never see them together also for that matter but it also gives you a little glimpse at just how tight the circle of elitism is in India in general, but in Bombay in this case, yeah. right? Where Anil Ambani knows Karan Johar, knows Farhan Akhtar, yeah. knows Amitabh Bachchan. You know, like it's a very small and protected bubble, which is how he describes it. Now, that said, um, I think we're making the book out to sound a lot more entertaining yeah. than it is. What we've discussed is the other three pages, which are interesting. Oh, come now, maybe it, five. Okay, five, maybe. But it is one. It's very sad that a person who I feel is most probably quite interesting is comes across as quite bland, ordinary in this, you and know, there's no direction in the book, and therefore it seems his life loses direction towards I think part end. of the problem is that it's a mid-career book. I've seen Karan Johar in a number of public hmm. uh, appearances, parties, that yeah. sort of thing. He is one of the most entertaining and charismatic That's figures what, that doesn't come across. That you will ever come across. He's very funny. He's very witty. He's extremely insightful. And he knows how to hold a person's attention hmm. With his words, something that he writes in the book in as many words, but the 
book does not embody yeah. and that's sad because it would have been lovely to actually have karan johar's voice that wit that hmm. um that feeling of his character in it read the two 116 pages no read the extracts the the <laughs> the good parts but but yeah if you're a fan you should read it another autobiography has uh, been released which is rishi kapoor's uh, book called khulam khula which has been co-written with meena ayer who i have not heard of before but then i may not know everything <laughs> what are But you saying what am i saying i almost choked while saying it itself <laughs> she's so, a times of india film critic yeah. meena ayer okay yeah. so oh there's something i really want to mention about karan johar's uh book yes. i'm sorry but he talks about the film critics this is true and it is very good what he says because he says i don't take anyone seriously i do take shubhra gupta like i read her review because the bit she where he said that she liked bahubali yeah he <laughs> said she hates every film so when she liked bahubali i was so in shock so and cute. he mentions that other person rajiv masand no not rajiv masand there's another badwaj rangan yeah who he says that he always trashes my films but when he wanted me to write a foreword <laughs> for his book he contacted me and he said i wrote the foreword and then he trashed my next film and i think it says a lot about people that when you want to trash like i know if i'm trashing someone yeah i don't want them to write the foreword to my book i obviously think they are making trash therefore i am trashing so i just found but i like the frank he's done i felt like it was a light skewering of that guy but i also think that that is how it should be right a critic's job is to critique yeah and a producer's job is to make their films and um this is the kind of respect mm in many ways that i think is missing in bollywood there are very few people like karan johar who will take the criticism on the chin yeah. make a little bit of fun of the person who has criticized them and then move on yeah it's and a good not, it's a good thing it's a, so that was a bit which i really like but rishi kapoor's book now i have not read the entire book or even half the book but i've read extracts which have been released over the last couple of days because the launch was on uh, we are recording this on a tuesday the launch was on a monday hmm. and uh, what i found very interesting was that he is at the end of the day rishi kapoor is part of the kapoor khandan so when someone like rishi kapoor who is raj kapoor's son writes about his father's feelings or and he doesn't even talk about them as his feelings he said my father used to love his leading ladies hmm. cinema and his alcohol and he talks about the affairs that raj kapoor had and he mentions the, he mentions nargis for the first time no one mentions everyone skirts around yeah. it like nargis and raj kapoor to never they were to sister and brother very sibling sibling relationship he says that i when i came into my father's life as in when i became old enough to know what was happening his relationship with nargis ji was on the ebb but i saw the vajanti mala relationship in full swing because uh, his mother left the house yeah. over that one and right and he talks about that and i find that impressive because in bollywood especially 
uh, I'm not talking about sports stars and all. No one really in this matter. Yeah. Most people don't care about that. But in Bollywood, there's this great pretense starting from the Bachchans onwards that no one's marriage has any flaws. Mm. But it's nice to see someone take that step finally to say this is the way it is. This yeah. Is, this is what our life was. This is what my father was like. He talks about his very strained relationship with his father and that mm. it was only later in life that he became friends with his father so to speak he talks about his very strained relationship with his son hmm. with Ranbir Kapoor hmm. also so I just feel there's a certain level of honesty and frankness and sort of truly bearing it all at the end of the day we also read film star autobiographies whether it's mommy dearest which uh, Joan Crawford Joan Crawford's daughter wrote about her you want a little gossip and you want a little... Of course. <laughs> because otherwise you'd read, I don't know, you'd read a history book. And look, at the end of the day, we read these memoirs for two sharply contrasting but kind mm. of united reasons. One is that we want an in on this life that we yeah. don't think is someone that we can have, right? Yeah. Because it's a celebrity, elite, luxurious, successful mm. world. And just for that affirmation that at the end of the day, we're actually all the same. Yeah. Despite the differences, despite the fact that, that even they have problems in their family, problems. they don't get along with their uh, brothers, things whatever. fall apart, yeah. Dawood comes by, like, you know, yeah. things happen. A 16 year old girl stars in a film. The film does astonishingly well. Um, and because the film does astonishingly well, everyone starts paying attention to different aspects of the film. One of them is the 16 year old child. Who has acted in it. Next thing you know, she's putting up apologies on Facebook and Twitter. Yeah. Now, I'm obviously talking about Zaira Wasim, who played uh, Gita Fogart, the young Gita Fogart in Dangal, and was for me, and I said this when we talked about the movie mm. in the podcast earlier, she was for me the best thing in Dangal. She was just delightful. Over the weekend on Saturday, uh, Zaira Wasim went to meet Mehbooba Mufti. Who is the JNK chief minister. Chief minister uh, in Srinagar. And it seems to have been a reasonably innocuous meeting. Nobody really hmm. reported much about it. Uh, they talked about acting in Dangal and Amir Khan apparently. Yeah. Uh, but over Sunday, something happened. So I didn't notice any trolling also, frankly speaking on Twitter but there seems to have been she seems to have been trolled on Twitter Facebook as well apparently Facebook about why she met Mehbooba Mufti and that she's like uh, she's brought shame to Kashmir yeah. I cannot understand how she's brought shame to Kashmir like none of this is very clear what so, has she done which is wrong is not clear is acting the no, I think the uh, from what I've gathered, and I really think that the media contributed to making a mess of it because we are so used to following certain narratives of mm. outrage, nobody bothered to actually find out what was going yeah. on. Um, so when the f coverage first started uh, playing on TV news, at least, the impression that was given was that she'd been attacked for working in Dangal. Yeah, that's what. It yeah. was not clear Except what Except that it was. was not apparently the case. The case is that when she met Mehmooba Mufti, um, the, there was a faction that decided that she was siding with the government and therefore standing against the protesters. Mm. Now, in case you were living under a rock, 
For most of last year, Kashmir has been in an extremely turbulent situation. There have been repeated student and mass protests out on the streets to the point where forces have taken out pellet guns. The pellet guns have been um, the topic of a lot of controversy. There and are thousands used against these protesters, who many of many means a majority thousands. of them are students who have risen up against the state because yeah. they obviously are feeling wronged, whether we agree or not is a different matter. It's a separate matter. separate matter. But also the pellet gun injuries were in the thousands. Hmm. Um, and there's been a lot of controversy yeah. surrounding this, a lot of angry conversations surrounding this. So when this young girl met Mehbooba Mufti, it was taken as a political statement. Yeah. And I don't think it helped to have someone like Omar Abdullah to pick it up and say, CM, what are you doing in your state that a 16-year-old gets attacked for the work she does? She wasn't being attacked, by the way, for the work she does. Yeah, so, so it was confusing. That's what, no one was really clear about it. But then she posted an, first she posted an open letter. Then that letter then was she deleted. deleted. That. Then she posted an apology for the open, like, you know, it's been a little confusing, but so no a second post was essentially saying, please don't pick this up. Yeah. Leave me alone, essentially. Um, and then she deleted that as well, which yeah. I do think was a smart thing to do because the more, if you really want to get out of the media. Yeah, you glare, need to stop. Uh, then you just literally need to disappear. But sadly, it's the internet. So within the maybe even five minutes she posted and deleted, someone had Somebody taken, a taken a screenshot. And various journalists who I feel have nothing better to do then tweeted the screenshot, put it as a pin tweet on their thing, because I don't know, it's some perverse joy at... Uh, I honestly think that if the election commission had just come up with that Akhilesh decision a few hours yeah. earlier, this poor girl would have been spared this unnecessary harassment. But I just, what is sad, it's so uh, Anupam Kher has come out in support of her. Also Javed Akhtar. Javed Akhtar also, and Amir Khan, and so on, but... Uh, it's sad that today is, I understand even more now when celebrities seem to not want to say something political, because even when they don't say something political, everyone is jumping on them. All right, so we're coming to the end of this week's podcast, which means it's almost time for this week's question. But before we get into this week's question, I will have you know, we have never had this many answers come in what as we saying? did for last week's question, which was about the transgender model Anjali Lama, who, as many of you realized, is not Indian, but from Nepal. Give yourselves all a hand. And in particular, Asta Kapoor, Palash, Thompson de Cruz, Akshay Seth, Aniket Ghosh, Samit Turki, Himanshu Saxena and Ankur Agarwal, all of whom got it right. There were a ton of other responses which were not right, but nicely done. Yeah. Thank you everyone for writing in. Um, this week's question, before I give it to you, first of all, thank you again for listening and for, uh, you know, supporting us. When you do send us your answers, please send them to contact at newslaundry.com. You can also tweet them out to us. But what would be very helpful is if you just mentioned which episodes question you're answering. Yeah. This week, you, you're the reason I found this, by mm. the way. Um, this so an eye for talent like this. <laughs> now, Vijay Shekhar has, uh, come January of 2017, he has tweeted out a picture, a series of pictures hmm. of Paytm's desktop calendar. The calendar is about leading the revolution. 
the calendar will help you lead the revolution. Yeah, revolution 2017. It says the cover page says sometimes it comes upon a generation to change the fate of a country. Sometimes the work you do ends up in a revolution. So many times such revolutionaries become our true inspiration. This year we celebrate some of them in our annual desktop artwork. Now, there are people like Gandhi, Einstein, Martin Luther King mm. who are uh, apparently somehow embodying the PTM revolution. Yeah. I'm not entirely sure how, but here's my question for you this week. On one of the months there is Che Guevara. You need to tell me which month Che Guevara is in on the PTM calendar and one reason why you like him or hate him. Send in your answers to contact@newslaundry.com like I said. Please mention which episode you're talking about by which I mean episode 27 and uh send your answers in by Tuesday morning at the latest next Tuesday morning obviously. Mm. And with that We're almost at the end so thank you Miss Sen. Thank you Miss Pal. We will be back next week but for this time it's a wrap. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.